Allison with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented, the teasing and pleasing, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. That was not a sound effect. <laughs> that, that, was, that wasn't Joe Tiger, Joe that, Exotic? That wasn't Joe Exotic. That wasn't anything other than the wrath and anger and frustration of my soul emerging like a she-beast into the ether. That's what that was. I want to welcome you to episode 121, playing the cards you've been dealt. How do you like dem apples? Eh? 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 What do you think? Okay, here's the thing. I didn't get out of bed until approximately 20 minutes ago. It is 11, 12 a.m. Why didn't I get out of bed? Because I could not drag my lifeless, depressed body. And I'm going to share something that I am not ashamed about, but I should be, but I'm not going to be. Are you ready? Yeah. I was legit crying with tears streaming down my face because I am so sad about my nails. I am sad about so many things. I've been sad about things far more important than my nails. I've been processing those things and I kind of felt like my nails were like the last straw where like I love my nails. They bring me joy and right now they are so painful. They're super long. There are solutions but none of them are good solutions. They're not the solutions that I want and I just was kind of like I had to deal with X. I had to deal with why I had to deal with Z and if you make me deal with my mother effing nails I'm gonna lose it on somebody (laughs) hence my tiger roar where I'm like you know I have to deal with my six-year-old who's so sad he can't lift his head up and I have to deal with a nine-year-old who I get legitimately concerned about because she misses her friends and employees and work and bills and if you make me deal with these nails I will take them and gouge someone's eye out But those are just some of my feelings. And I didn't want to do the podcast. And I was like, you know what, Eric? Go downstairs. Turn on the microphone. And then I just was going to roar. I love it. (laughs) I freaking love it. Go for it. I'm crying all over again. And I, and here's that like anger actually got me out of bed and it made me empathetic towards people who are just shaming and guilting and angry and hurt right now because sometimes anger feels better than being sad. And sometimes being mean to other people feels seemingly better than being mean to yourself or mean to your family. It's why we say hurt people hurt people. We are just hurting. We are hurting. And we're going to all start hurting each other. And we're already hurting each other. We are recording this. It is... I was going to say the middle of April, but it's the first... (laughs) (laughs) One week down. (laughs) It's the first week of April. But this principle of playing the cards you've been dealt has really been helping me. And when I say something's really been helping me, I want you to hear, like, that doesn't mean I'm not crying in bed. That doesn't mean I'm not angry. I'm saying I'm able to get through the emotions. I'm able to process them, to feel them, but then I'm able to come out on the other side of them a lot faster, a lot faster than I used to. And honestly, I feel like a lot faster than I see the people around me. Mm -hmm. 
And that's me comparing and being so small. But anyway, (laughs) and that's not what I mean to do. But what I'm saying is like when I'm having conversations with people, I feel like because I'm having the big feelings and I'm really feeling them, when I come through them, I'm able to have conversations with people who are maybe feeling stuck and stuck in them and be like a resource and a help Mm -hmm. and that's a good feeling to me yeah and so eric and i were watching better call saul have you has anybody watched better call saul raise your hands raise your hand yeah okay some of you okay cool so it's if you haven't watched breaking bad i actually can't really get through a lot of breaking bad it just gets too sad and dark for me we really like better call saul i don't take it as a recommendation or don't you all have your own things you want to do in life but in better call saul there is this character Mike and he is I'm not giving anything away I would never do that to you he's very very steady he's definitely a stoic very objective things are neither bad nor good they just are and he approaches them evenly would you say that describes Mike to a T he's he's like a total bad a just gets stuff done he's an older man and for a couple episodes in the current season he was not that way And it was insane because you've never seen him like this. You know, you've never seen him not even keeled. It's like when Eric gets mad at the kids, you've never seen anything like it. You can't. It's like shocking. It does happen, guys, but very rarely. So in this episode, Mike, you know, he isn't himself for a few days. And then he's talking to his daughter-in-law. And she didn't want him around when she felt like his temper was volatile. And he comes up to her and he goes, I'm better now. And she goes, what changed? And he goes... I've de- I decided to play the cards I've been dealt. I decided to play the cards I was dealt or something like that. Mm-hmm. The next day I was driving to work and I was so sad about something, about really, really hard things that have been happening, disgustingly horrible, gross decisions I've had to make that just make me sick. But you'd been sad for a while. Yeah, I'd been sad for a week. Yeah. I'd been sad for a full week. I'd cried about it. I had not gotten out of bed. I was driving to work and someone texted me and they were like, it was my friend Ellen Bennett. And she was like, hey, let's do a live. Let's cook some beans. And I was like, I can't. I'm too sad. I can't cook any beans with you, Ellen. And I had been avoiding her because I didn't want to tell her I was too sad to make beans with her. (laughs) And her episode's amazing. You should go listen to it on the podcast and we'll link to it. I was driving to work and I started feeling sad all over again. I started feeling sad all... It was like the cycle. I had been sad. I had cried. I had laid in bed and I had kind of pumped myself up and gotten out of bed. And then I started... I did. I was inspired by Ellen because she is such like an inspirational go-getter. And I was thinking Ellen is having to do the same hard things I'm having to do and again comparison isn't relevant but like I know that she understands I know she has empathy for what I'm going through she's having to do these hard things in her business she's having to like have her heart broken by decisions and hard crap but she's she's still going and I was like Ellen's going I can keep going you know there's so many around people around me I can keep going and I had that idea come back to me it's time to play the cards It's time to play the cards. And so I just want to give you these thoughts and a little pep talk about playing the cards that you've been dealt. So I think what happens is we've all been dealt these cards right now. And for the last few weeks, we've just been staring at the cards in shock. I think some of us refuse to look at the cards. Some of us stare at the cards. Some of us start bargaining with the cards. Some of us start, oh, these cards aren't that, oh, these cards aren't that bad. Some other people have way worse cards than me, right? Like we all have different reactions. What I did with my cards was I looked at them. I went into immediate problem solver mode, which is what I do. Get it done, take it care of, get it done. And then I stared at them harder and realized there was a level deeper of crap that had to be done. And then I got so 
super depressed, super sad, can't get out of bed, but I felt my feelings and I'm proud of myself for feeling my feelings because I feel like I jumped into feeling them quickly. I didn't force myself. There were lots of feelings to be felt. When I was sad, I stayed in bed. When I didn't feel like getting things done, I canceled things and I felt the feelings and then I, you know, I worked myself up and then I kind of decided, okay, I'm, g- I'm going to play the cards. I didn't actually decide that. And then it was so interesting because there was that moment when I could tell that the sadness diving back into it was about the same, this, the particular thing that was causing me the most pain and heartache at that time. It was a choice. There was, a, I'm not saying before, I'm not saying before, but I'm saying at one point, the point where I texted Ellen and I started diving back into the sadness all over again, I could very clearly see it was a choice and I could choose my experience. That is our mantra in my awesome on demand that we are teaching on all month long. I can choose my experience. It's not you can control your experience. It's not you can choose your circumstances. It's not you can choose your feelings or your thoughts every minute of the day. No, but we can choose the experience we take away, the experience we bring ultimately to anything. We choose that experience and we teach more on that in Awesome On Demand. But I could tell in that moment it was a choice. Now I want to point out this morning when I was laying in bed and my body felt dead, that did not feel like a choice. Eckhart Tolle actually talks about this where you're not consciously choosing that. Your ego, your body, the fear It wants to feed itself. And so you're like, why would I choose to feel that way? You're not choosing to feel that way. Your your body, your subconscious. But the only thing we can choose is the awareness, the awareness of it. And that's what I got to choose in that moment was the awareness of the fact. And I hope that this visual helps you like it helped me, that there was a deck of cards and I was holding them and I got to choose how I wanted to play them next. And I don't like the cards, and I'm not happy about the cards, and I'm pretty angry about the cards, including my effing nails, but I get to choose. I get to choose. And it's not even like choosing the feeling, like, don't beat yourself up about that. It's the awareness. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Yeah, I totally do. And I think so many of us, like, who are like, choose positivity, choose joy. That is going to make, I feel like there's so many people hearing that message, and that is going to make you feel so bad right now. It's going to make you feel shame. It's going to make you feel guilt. Maybe it's encouraging some of you. And if it is, go for it. But I just want to encourage you at some point when you listen to my past podcast episodes and you feel the feelings and you navigate the tough stuff and you really dive in and you feel and you feel and you feel, then you get that awareness. That's the luxury. That's the privilege of feeling is that it can lead to the awareness. And in that moment, you get to choose. It's a cycle. It really is. It's a cycle. And sometimes maybe you're going to go through the cycle three times before you can get to the point of awareness. But I think that that should be the goal is the awareness that you like are holding cards and you've looked at the cards and they maybe aren't what you want at all. And you've acknowledged what that feels like, the grief, the loss, the pain, the suffering, the heartache. But then you get to say, okay, these are the cards. And like Mike in in Better Call Saul, it was like he was going down a path that was going to get him killed. I know this to be true. And this is no pressure and no shame. But like the shift of light and consciousness in one person can shift thousands of people around them. And that to me is the reason it's worth fighting to choose. Because 
I don't even sometimes care to choose for myself. I'm like, meh, whatever, I'll just stay in bed and watch more TV. But I think about you guys and I think about the podcast and you don't have to have a podcast. And I'm like, people out there are choosing to fight and play their crappy cards. Like my friend Ellen, who inspires me so much. And by her choosing to fight and play her cards, it made me want to choose to fight and play my cards. So I have a few things to say about this analogy and then we'll wrap up. Is your cards are not my cards. I think it's really easy when you have a crappy hand to look at it and say, well, their hand isn't as crappy and their hand isn't as crappy and their cards aren't as crappy. Guess what? They're probably not. Maybe they're really not. Maybe maybe I bet my cards are way better, you know, objectively in some ways. I promise you, you don't want to have to make some of the decisions I've been having to make. But at the same time, like I have a wonderful life. Like we have enough food to eat. Like I have different cards than a lot of people. It doesn't mean that your cards aren't your cards and they're not valid and important. And it also, this is life. So if your your cards are what they are, because your experience is what it needs to be for you to be the person that you're going to become and that you are period. Just like my talents are different, your talents are different, my cards are different, your cards are different. It absolutely doesn't matter what the cards are. It just doesn't matter other than I love you and I'm sorry and I care for you. It doesn't matter what the cards are. What was I inspired by with Ellen? Not what her cards are, but how she chose to play them. And I think that that is what we can be trying to look for instead of shame and blame and anger right now is, wow, that person has those cards. I'm not going to let it spiral me into another grief cycle. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not, right? But I really respect how they're playing them. And I'm going to reach out and tell them. A friend of mine just lost her dad. How can I reach out to her? What can I talk to her about? And not when I'm drained and I don't have the energy. See, that's I don't do that anymore. I don't sit in that place of drained energy and think I need to be helping other people. I sit in the place of drained energy and emotion and think, how can I fill back up? And then maybe I can help someone. How can I fill back up? So your cards are not my cards. Your cards are worse. My cards are worse. It doesn't matter. All that matters is how we play the cards. It's how we play the cards. So how are you going to play your cards today? How are you going to play your cards? Maybe right now you're so drained, you're so taxed. Can you please just give yourself a break and stay in bed and stop working on your business? I had to get really firm with Eric yesterday. What did I get firm with you about? Yesterday, I I had so much anxiety, which is rare. Yeah. I was like, welcome to my world. (laughs) (laughs) And you told me to just stop with the business for a minute. Just just like... I begged him to watch TV during the middle of the day. I begged him to watch a movie. I was like, please just do nothing. Yeah. Which is so hard for an entrepreneur because there's endless things to do, which is really hard for me to just relax and not think about what I should be doing. But you want to know what was so funny? What? So the the way you can tell you're overwhelmed is tasks that truly logically or drained is tasks that truly logically will take you maybe less than an hour feel insurmountable. And you had a task that would take you less than an hour that was so insurmountable to you. And the second you actually really gave yourself permission to relax. What did you do? I finished it in like 30 minutes. Because then you were like, then I'm going to give myself a break. Uh-huh. Yeah. Give yourself a break. Like so I feel like so many people just need to set the cards down and just watch TV or or whatever. But then me, I'm good at doing those things. And then at a certain point, it's like cyclical. It's like a cycle. And I was like, okay, so how do I play the cards? I'm just going to play one card and it's just by taking one step. 
Think of it as like literally placing one card down. And that card for me this morning for get out of, getting out of bed was, I'm going to wash my face. Not I'm going to put on makeup or I'm going to get dressed. It was like, I'm going to wash my face. It, it was just, it's like a little by little after that. And I don't ever hold myself to anything beyond the one thing. But I was like, okay, well, I washed my face. I might as well put a little something on. I've got a call later. Okay, I've got a call later, so I might as well ramp myself up. Okay, I'm going to go scream into the microphone for 15 minutes. Just little by little playing those cards. Just like a deck of cards, like a hand of cards. It's like you don't know what the next hand is going to be. You don't know what the hand after that is going to be. We just don't know right now. We just have to focus on the hand that we're holding and play the cards we have right now to the best of our ability. And if you want to know more about that, go and listen to our Four Agreements read-along because that's literally what the whole thing is about. That's all I have to say. That and I love you. I see you. I feel you. You're doing a great job. Imperfectly perfect. It's scary right now. It's hard right now. But the fear and the panic is actually the scariest, most poisonous part of this whole thing. And we can't do anything about the virus. And we can't do anything about so many things. But we can each individually work on our individual fear, our individual panic, and do our best to just accept it, be aware of it, and then play the cards we've been dealt. I love you guys. Eric, is there a review? There is. This is from Hannah M. Roberts. She says, hey, Allison and Eric, too. I bawled like the fierce and independent lady that I am in the last episode. Okay, time out. I'm obsessed with you. That is how I'm going to introduce my crying at all times. I bawled like the fierce independent lady that I am. Oh, no, she said independent baby that I am. No, no. <laughs> Replace it with lady. Okay, okay, okay she I says, love She you. says, I bawled like the fierce. I'm going to change it. I bawled like the fierce and independent lady that I am in the last episode, <laughs> 120. Thank you so much. I also want to thank you for the incredible content that you have delivered since the first episode. By the time my daughter was one, she had six open heart surgeries. Oh, my gosh. The last one was a heart transplant, excruciatingly heavy the first year of her life, but every Every time I didn't feel like I was drowning, I would listen to your podcast, and it gave me excitement for the possibilities that our futures held. A year and a half later, I am still listening to your podcast while doing my dishes and my healthy little girls asleep in the other room. So many things in my life have changed in the last couple of years, and I am grateful for the incredible resource your podcast has been for me. Every episode is thoughtful, and I love the way you two play off each other. Thank you for both being here for me. Eric, thank you for the groovy tunes and your level-headed goodness. Allison, thank you for your sharp mind and drive to make a difference. My life is truly a little more awesome than it was before. I don't know why I just like really felt that. Like I yeah. like really picture what was her first name again? Hannah. Hannah, like I really picture your life and like it's just so easy to just talk into the microphone and just think, you know, I'm just talking into the microphone. <laughs> So I really appreciate that review. We are going to send you some goodies. Shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. You guys leaving reviews, if you can't tell, it really means a lot to us and it helps the podcast. The other cool thing in my tangent I forgot to tell you about is my shirts and my journal. So last week I launched my She Can't Be Stopped limited edition shirt. I think I'm going to do one more run of them. But this first run, if you want your shirt shipped, you got to order it by Thursday. And then it will be sent out the which week is, of the 20th. Which, which is, is tomorrow. In, oh gosh, tomorrow. You got. You have to order it tomorrow. If you miss this, there'll probably be one more run. It will get shipped later. And then the I'm Doing Awesome Daily Guided Journal is a two-minute practice, a daily guided journal 
that I created for you, for the podcast listeners, because I thought, how can you feel a little more awesome every single day? I'm lying. I created it for myself and then I'm sharing (laughs) it with you guys because I know what I create for myself is going to serve you because that's how I do the whole podcast. All of my events and keynotes have been canceled. And if you like this podcast and would like to support me and Eric, this is a very, very, very real way to support us. You notice we don't have a bunch of paid ads and... Yeah, I'm just going to go straight for the jugular and say, if you want to help our small businesses, buying a journal, buying a shirt, subscribing to Eric's Music Library, that's the way to do it. And we are going to in turn support as many people in small businesses as we can too. We love you guys. Thank you so much. You can find the links to all of the things I talked about in our show notes or through my Instagram. The link in my bio is super easy to get to. And I want to remind you that only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Oh, do you have a song, sir? I do. Let's dance. Let's dance this one out. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Not the, sorry. Not sorry for emotion. This Love one, you. Uh, this one's called Hit and Miss from the Funky Fresh Volume 2 collection. Right now, our entire library is only $99, which he is did it. crazy. Crazy. Use code Awesome with Eric for 20% off. This is Hit and Miss. Mm-hmm. 